Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the CW. Watch Roswell, New Mexico Tuesdays at 9, 8 central or anytime on the free CW app. Bobby. Lindsay. All this travel has gotten me a little bit in a funk. When I woke up this morning, I was like barely able to function. Needed like not just Ooh. alarms or coffee, needed like legit pep talks to get out I'm of sorry. bed. And I you, probably wasn't awake to give you one. You were not awake. I was like, I need to text Bobby and be like, tell me I'm pretty. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I don't do that. <laughs> but instead of texting you, I was able to use Shine instead. And honestly, like it got me, it got me going. What is Shine? Tell me about Shine. Shine is a free self-care app that will help you say, I got this every morning. Each day you'll get daily motivational texts and audio clips tailored towards your personal goals. Shine will help you grow and be kind to yourself along the way. Think of it like it's like a pep talk in your pocket. That's cool. So it's like in case your friends either don't want to give you pep talks or are way too busy to give you pep talks. But sometimes they just like don't know what to say. And so Shine, you can like tell it what you're working towards. It can help you. So like whether that's like just self-love or like getting your finances in order or getting the confidence to start that side hustle, like whatever goal it is, there are challenges that you can make for yourself. Shine's co-founders didn't see themselves represented or as the support they needed in the wellness industry. So they created Shine. It's an inclusive persona who's got your back as you navigate life's highs, lows, and just like meh. Go check out Shine at the iTunes app store or on Google Play and get 50% off a premium Shine membership at shinetext.com slash who. That's shinetext.com slash who. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And it's another week of Who's There, the week of our tour. Are you coming to see us? Come see us. This episode is coming out the night of our San Francisco show. So if you're <gasps> listening to it and you have That's tickets, so we will see you tonight. If you're coming to see us in LA, we'll see you tomorrow. I'm so excited to be in San Francisco on a not sweltering day. Yeah, the last time we were there, it was pretty hot. Every single person in San Francisco that we met was super nice. And they were also like, it's so hot. It's not usually like this. We're so sorry. We're also staying in a nicer place. We got a little bit of an upgrade. Like We're we just, were in a bit we, of a dump last we time. We're treating ourselves a little bit better. We're really excited. We're doing like a different theater. We're doing like a whole different thing. I'm just mm-hmm. like really excited to to do it this time. I mean, this is our second tour so we're pros now we should go to see the missed out firehouse but we always say we that didn't we see that don't. last time okay we'll go we'll go we should go we should go when she goes steiner so it's on steiner street <laughs> oh steiner steiner oh how lovely if you have recommendations of places for us to eat please send them to my dms we only have one day so we have to make it count to making it count well said jack yeah yeah to making it count yeah, I want to go to a good restaurant. Well, actually, I don't even think we can even go to a good restaurant. In the afternoon, we could go to the same restaurant. Like, I don't go think to a- we have time. Okay, well, whatever. Send me recommendations. We might not have time to eat in San Francisco. No, we're going to If you're eat. going to San Francisco, be sure to bring a, a sack lunch because you're not going to have time to eat. If you're going to San Francisco. Do we want 
get started with comments. I think that's how I want to get started. We got so many wild comments this week yeah. that we're not going to play because they were too wild. Uh, they no. were a little too much, honestly. Some of them were just three minutes of somebody talking about oat milk. It was six minutes. It was two three-minute calls. But this is proof... We're not playing six minutes of oat milk talk, but we listen to it. So just <laughs> FYI, it's like you are still torturing us by talking about oatmeal for six minutes. Like I'm happily listening to it. It was one of my yes. favorite calls, but I'm not playing it on this podcast. The Gwyneth Paltrow with the short blonde hair died at the end of the movie. Even though the other Gwyneth Paltrow seemed to have a shittier life, she was alive at the end of the movie and met the guy and presumably had a better life. Although... Maybe she died too. I mean, everybody's gonna die, so just microwave plastic. Who even cares anymore? Um, bye. Microwave plastic. She knows all of my anxieties. Here's oh the thing. Oh my god. I would claim I could lie to you and say that I remembered that she died, and I was just saying like you gotta live your best life and not care about the future, and that's why I said you should be the mm. blonde haired. But I did not remember that she died. Yeah, she, she falls down the stairs. Died? She falls down the stairs. I honestly completely. I haven't seen it probably since. Wait. So two thousand one falls down the stairs. Yeah. Why? Does someone push well, in her? one of them? In one of them, she just she survives, but then in one and the other one, she dies. She's stunned to see Jerry, and she and Lydia tells them she's pregnant. Or I don't know. Oh, who you're that reading is the Wikipedia. Either. And distraught, Helen runs off and falls down Lydia's staircases. In both storylines, Helen is taken to the hospital and loses her baby. In the timeline where she originally boarded the train, she dies in the arms of her newfound love, James. Yeah. Redditor says he will make her very happy. In the timeline that she missed the train, that's brown hair, she recovers and tells Jerry to leave for good. Yeah. Iconic. And Lydia is Jean Triplehorn. Remember who <laughs> Jean Triplehorn dated it's... forever? Who? Ben Stiller. Oh, classic. Yeah. They were like a classic 90s couple. Classic Jean Triplehorn. Yeah. Okay, great. Glad we got there. Sorry I spo- we spoiled um, sliding doors, but I feel like we spoiled it in the beginning because we just basically okay, told it's you. It's literally 21 years old. It's beyond spoiling at this but point. But we didn't even spoil it because I still don't even know which door to take. Look, you want to be short blonde hair Gwyneth. If only because that is the look that is the look that most becomes her. She found her color, you know? Like she found her look. Honestly, we could all aspire to be 1998 short blonde hair Gwyneth Paltrow. That was peak Gwyneth Paltrow. If I, to get my best haircut, if I have to die for that, then you know what? <laughs> I guess I'm going to die because it is the sacrifice you got to take to get your perfect haircut, which is short and blonde. I just want to be the version of Gwyneth Paltrow that has enough confidence to show a picture at the barber. You've shown a picture at the barber. I have a very specific no, memory I of you. It. No, Lindsay, I have it. I <laughs> always think I'm going to show a picture and I prepare the pictures. I just want to be confident enough to show the pictures. Wow. I've shown pictures of I the barber. I pull up pictures and I'm like, I want to look like Ethan Hawke this year. I want to look like Jude Law on the no holiday. Go. I want to no look go. like all these And you get people. the same, the same. And I get nervous. <laughs> I've been, I've literally getting the same haircut since 2012. Are you I've kidding? brought a oh. picture. I've brought a picture to the salon before. Do you know who who it was of? It's who was it? Season five, Carrie Bradshaw, Sex and the City, when she gets that short haircut. It's like curly oh, yeah. short. It's really fucking cute. Of course, it's like an impossible haircut to have because it grows out so quickly. But mm-hmm. I've gotten that haircut a few times. You know, you should talk to you should talk to Lauren. Why? Because she works at Diva Curl. 
Well, no, she's giving me product before. Oh, she. I was gonna say because she has all this good. Diva oh, trust curl, me, curl she's she's keeping me rich in my uh, <laughs> diva diva shan diva shan diva shan. Okay, next call. This call's deranged. Let's play it anyway. Great convo, really. You can cut love like it. all that. No, that's a good convo. <laughs> um, I have a class with the boy that plays the shooter in Vox Lux. What is the procedure? What do I do here? Um, thanks. That's all I have to say. Um, now I'm so lucky to be with you, keeping me from my shadow. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Here's what you should do. Never talk to that person about Vox Lux. Never. Ever. Don't Never. bring it up. No. Don't say you recognize him from Don't. Vox Lux. Don't sing that song to him. If you want to befriend him and he seems chill, go for it. But just leave Vox Lux out of it. Leave yeah, it out of the narrative of your I friendship. I agree. I agree. No Vox Lux. Maybe, maybe like 10 years from now when you're all pals and you're like, you know, having a glass of wine or a glass of seltzer or whatever and you're reminiscing, you can be like, you know, something I never told you. I recognized you as the school shooter from Vox Lux way back in the day, but I didn't tell you. And maybe he'll laugh about it. But even then, I think that's sort of questionable. No, he'll say, oh, that's not me. That wasn't me. <laughs> and then you will get a freeze frame over your shocked face and we'll zoom in slowly and we'll hear And I'm so lucky to be And then the movie will end. <laughs> Speaking of the movie of your life. And then you'll fall down the stairs at Gene Triple. I was gonna top. say she's gonna she's not gonna fall down. You will not fall down the stairs you will if not you fall don't down tell him. If you do tell him, you will fall down the stairs. I mean you fall down the stairs either way, but one time you survive, one time you, you don't. <laughs> That's the point of this story. You fall down Jean Triplehorn stairs, regardless of what your hair looks like. You may as well have good hair. Okay, we gotta move on. Okay, listen. No, we can't move on. Really quickly, because this is topical. Vox Lux, how many nominations did it get at the Oscars? Zero. 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 Just like we predicted, because it sucks. It made $8 at the box office, okay? And, like, eight, all of that money came from you fools who saw it after we told you not to, okay? We told you not to see it. And you were like, no, I'm going to give Vox Lux, like, some of my hard-earned cash. No, don't. And do not tell him about it, okay? Don't bring it up. He's probably okay. sad about it. Okay. Next call. We're riled up today. You are, like, taking it to a whole new dimension. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. I'm actually calling uh, because I just finished the last episode of Who Them, and I am outraged. I'm calling to give my professional opinion as a library director in a culinary school, I can tell you definitively that Tarragon is absolutely a them. I respectfully disagree with your caller, and I think you two kind of phoned in on that one. You just threw it in with the marjoram, which I'll agree is a who. Um, but Tarragon is in the most iconic American dish, chicken salad. What could be more iconic than that? Uh, a favorite of Yodam Odalenji and Allison Roman, two very them cookbook authors. I, I think you need to reconsider your position on this. Thank you. Good form, Bella Thorne. Can't argue with a pro. Can't argue with a librarian. I know I can't. A culinary librarian about food. True. She double owned us with that with that amazing job title. Look, I trust you and I'm willing to rescind my who labeling and give Tarragon them status, but I will debate you. I have never, never in my life have I yelled at a girl like this. Never in my life have I put Tarragon in chicken salad. Yeah, I'm I don't sorry. put Tarragon in my chicken salad. But, mm, no. but that makes me think, though, 
I should be. What am I missing? I know. Oh, God, am I doing it wrong? This isn't like, oh, I've never done that. I'm the pro. I don't even really. I'm Now I'm kind of like, am I missing this like amazing? Because my chicken salad's like, you know, it's a simple. <laughs> you should have seen my face drop just now. I was like, oh, God, I have That's to put Tara. That's what's missing? I'm going I put um I put um, I literally just put like mayonnaise paprika in it. <laughs> I use like mayonnaise, paprika, and like I don't know. Look, I'm I am trash on trash. I still put relish in it. Like I'm making tuna salad. <gasps> Yo, relish is good in anything though. Relish is good a in anything. Pickle juice, just like throw a little pickle juice in there too. Please, but I mean to be fair, I'm I'm making tuna salad way more than I'm making chicken salad. You know, chicken salad requires all that extra work of cooking the chicken. Tuna, you open the can. Oh no, chicken salad, you gotta buy the rotisserie, eat it one night, the next night it's chicken salad. You, you never it up. cook. You never cook chicken for chicken salad. Are you fucking kidding me? Chicken salad is always a very pleasant, delightful afterthought of a previously made chicken product. Yes. Tuna salad is a choice. Yes. You know? Tuna's like, I gotta open the can. Like, you're not, you know, you have to go to that moment. You have to say, yeah. there's nothing else in my house to eat. I'm eating chick tuna salad, which actually I might be eating tonight because I just realized I have no food in my house. I just don't have the pantry space to, like, keep a lot of canned goods in my apartment. You can't like, in keep my dream. a can of tuna in your apartment? The cabinets are all full. When the apocalypse comes, I'm going to be eating tuna for years and you will have no tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, please bring me you're tuna. You're going to have tuna and bubbly water. That's it. It's true. Tuna and salts. It's funny that you are explaining this sort of tuna scenario uh, in that like, oh, all I got left, like, like flies fly out of your cabinets. Nothing in there. Nothing's in there except tuna. But me, my scenario is that I'm craving tuna. I go to the grocery store and I literally will go in there and just buy one can of tuna. That's and idiotic. Because that's what I'm craving. That's idiotic. You got to keep They're tuna like in your house. 99 cents. Keep tuna in your house. What's wrong with you? I know I should. I should short blonde hair Gwyneth Paltrow would. I know that's for damn well, sure. Well, guess, so. guess who's surviving the fall down the stairs? <laughs> Not you because you don't have tuna. I have all the tuna. I will be surviving. Now you can't cut anything because it all connects episode, back to one shitty joke. This episode's so stupid. Speaking of stupid, oh my God, it just keeps going. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. I had to pause this latest episode just to tell you that... Um, no, in fact, people do still remember Jessica Simpson's songs because a public affair is a certified bop. Hair, body, face. We really messed up there, okay? We messed up. We forgot a public affair. And I apologize. That is the only good Jessica Simpson song. You are correct. That is the right answer. fucked up to an extent that we deserved that call and this one. Feel me as a southern girl with the Levi's on an open heart. Wish I could save the world like I was super girl. Real me to laugh all night, lying in the grass just talking about love. But lately I've been dreaming. <laughs> Life got so complicated. I'm still thinking about it. Almost forgot what it was like. You know what it feels like with you. I can let my head down. I can say anything crazy. I know you'll catch me right before I hit the ground. Nothing 
That was your punishment for not including with you as Jessica Simpson's best song ever. Just for both We deserve that. We deserve that. We deserve that. That song sucks, though. Punishment. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I was looking at the Daily Mail snap story yesterday when I saw the conspiracy theory that Tupac may still be alive. I know that Tupac and Suge Knight are definitely thems. But Suge Knight's son, who's the one who's doing this, is 100% a who. I was so curious about this that I sent this to both of my parents, only to have my mother respond that she was actually there in Vegas that night, and that she's sure that the conspiracy is fake, because she doesn't think any of them are smart enough to pull this off. But if she was there, it's possible that she's in on the conspiracy theory. So I'm just calling so that we can all check up on Tupac in Malaysia. Good form, Bella Ford. So when we first heard this, Bobby was like, why do people keep calling about Tupac still being alive? That's like the oldest conspiracy theory in the book, second to Elvis. Then you look it up and you're like, oh, this is new stuff. There's new stuff now. So now we have Suge Knight's Knight's son. son. Suge Knight, remind everyone, is the, he worked with Tupac. He was like the, he owned the label, the record label. What was his label? Uh, Death Row Records. Death, Death yeah, Row Records. The one that, that, that uh, Tupac was. And in. so in what might be, what may or may not be, but is, you know, veering on the side of might be, um, a publicity stunt for what might be his new record label called New Death Row, Suge Knight's son has been instagramming up a storm his name is marion hugh knight he's been instagramming up a storm actually making claims that tupac is alive and recording music for him again um do we believe this Lindsay? i don't know absolutely not absolutely not this is the reason we love conspiracy theories this is the reason we love like hoax narratives because what fun would this be maybe having Pac back in the studio means he has some kind of recording that he that he found like Shogstown found a recording because saying someone is alive is you know could yeah. mean many things like alive yes. you know like it doesn't have to mean like alive alive do mm-hmm. I think Tupac is in Malaysia yeah but I don't think he's recording this song <laughs> did you see the photos of him um the photos that he posted that are like him with 50 Cent, him with Beyonce, but they do kind of look like bad photos. I mean, he also wrote, beware of fake accounts. Their job is to distract you. The Illuminati are all about power. This is why you see powerful names getting locked up. So like, mm, mm, never forget the fucking hologram, though. I just have a problem with them being called holograms. I... They're number one, they're not holograms. And also, I don't think it's that interesting when it's it's just video. It's just like playing an old video of him. The only There's cool nothing different thing about, about a hologram is the interaction it could partic- could have with someone real. Like a hologram on its own, you're right, it's just a video. Might as well just play a better video than the hologram. But a hologram that could like feasibly like have an interaction with a real person is what is interesting about that well the only other version of like a hologram performer that i give a shit about is hatsune miku well that's a totally different type of hologram she only exists digitally so it would make sense well, also her be a hologram music is an algorithm is software that is yeah. open source software that is available to everyone in the world to create hatsune <clears throat> it's like if everyone could write a mariah carey song and mariah carey could sing it yeah and she was always fake she was always digital so it's a completely different thing yeah Um, oh yeah it's not disrespectful 
like to her memory like it is for someone who actually died in like a very tragic way. Hey, Lindsay, let's talk about HelloFresh again. Let's talk about it. I love HelloFresh because I love to cook, but I also love things that are easy. Combines two of my favorite things. I know, like you're lazy and you love to cook. But in case you haven't heard of HelloFresh, now's a great time to use it because it's the new year, very new year, new me sort of thing. HelloFresh rules. It helps you make your 2019 goals easy to achieve. And what it does is it like does all the planning, shopping, prepping for you so you can focus on the rest of your life and the other things you need to get done. It gives you seasonal, simple, pre-measured ingredients right to your door. And then you can enjoy cooking pretty easily at home. There are three plants to choose from. There's classic, there's veggie, there's family. There's like a dinner to lunch thing. There's a 20 minute meals thing. I love whenever we get like a free special, like spoiler alert, we get free stuff sometimes. And one of those things is free HelloFresh. And every time HelloFresh arrives at my door, it's kind of unexpected because I never know what day it's coming. And when it comes, I'm like, oh, a it's true thrilling. delight. A it's true delight. Best. Anyway, so take advantage of HelloFresh's special offer for 2019. Get $80 off your first month by going to HelloFresh.com slash Who80 and enter Who80. That's W-H-O-8-0. HelloFresh.com slash Who80. Who80. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Medium time, medium time. Um, I don't know if you have watched the two Firefest documentaries, one on Hulu, one on Netflix. But I'm dying to hear your thoughts. Um, if you've seen um, either or both of them, I personally love the Netflix one more. There's an iconic moment about Evian water that I really hope you cover. Um, and I just wondered if you could talk a little about Billy McFarland, um, the iconic scammer, um, founder of Fire Festival, and clearly a cocaine addict, as evidenced in both documentaries, something's going on. Um, anyways, just would love to hear your thoughts on the Fire Festival documentaries and Billy McFarland, who is a who of the scamming world, on his way to becoming possibly a them. Um, anyways, hi, Yalaronic Acid. Love you. Bye. My favorite response to Firefest on Twitter, apart from the meme, which we'll get into later, that's not even really a meme. It's just Andy from Firefest is the um just andy the gawking boyfriend meme where he's staring at like the other woman while his girlfriend is holding his hand and being like ugh he's labeled firefest intellectuals and he's looking at the other woman who has quote late capitalism quote baudrillard quote in- influencer industrial complex quote <laughs> scammer culture as though like these are the phrases these are the descriptors used by people in the media to describe billy mcfarland and all the people involved and then the girlfriend is labeled cocaine i mean it's honestly so true it's so succinct it's so so true. much of it's this like- can be explained by just cocaine, cocaine is a wild drug and it makes you do crazy things um but you like are start not, a music festival without any experience doing so. You are not an American unless you've watched both Firefest documentaries. That I'm is literally your civic duty. I know the I know the government shut down, but like we all <sighs> need to do our part to like maintain civility and like you can only social like, order. You can only like respect <laughs> I don't, you can only participate in American discourse if you've watched if both you've watched Firefest both because they're both so different. They're both like incredibly I mean, useful. They both have great parts to them. 
Josh watched both and he had already seen the Hulu one when we started watching the Netflix one. And he was like, oh, this is like, he was like, oh, this is interesting. Like this guy wasn't in this one. And like, oh, there was sort of yeah. a different angle in the other yeah. one. I like that they compliment each other. At first it was sort of a people are making the, uh, you know, Dante's Peak Armageddon jokes. It's like two of the same, but they appear to work together you need them both you know one has more of like an insider look it's more about the actual festival itself one is more about billy and his like various scams but you really need like both stories to understand like how somebody could get away with doing something so insane and how and how this this thing that felt so suspicious and so bad so many people were happy to buy into without Mm -hmm. like you know just throwing their money at it so it's like from both sides you have something but i will say Andy from the Netflix documentary does have the best soundbite of any of the films. Like Netflix kind of wins on that. Like they got this soundbite. And I got to his office fully prepared to suck his dick. Love to invite my mentor to help me with my project and then do this and then like do this to him. His role in both the fire company, Magnesis, whatever he worked for initially, his role in Billy's, you know, entrepreneurial enterprises is completely unexplained and as well as his role in Billy's life. It's just like, Oh, he's like, I've known Billy forever. Yeah. I've worked with him. I I think he's a genius. And then suddenly he's like, I was going to suck a dick. And you're like, excuse you, Andy, this is why are you doing this? This is the kind of person though, that somebody like Billy attracts. It's like, you have your guys. You're like, Oh, I got a guy. Like, that's a joke. It's like, I got a guy, but like Billy had guys. Like, I, I love that it's sort of the, uh, what it looked like on the menu, what it yeah. looked like when it came to me, but it's yeah. like, what it looked like on the menu is Michael Clayton, and then what it looked like when it came to me is Andy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. You're it's like, true, it's George though. Clooney on a cell phone, and he's like, I'll take care of all your business, and then ding dong, who's at the door, and he's like, hi, it's me, like, ready to suck a dick, I've known you forever, and you're like, Andy? <laughs> I ordered Michael Clayton and I got Andy. Andy's just going around to everyone being like, I'm honestly, I'm so here. I'm so dedicated and I will suck a dick. And everyone's like, no one asked you to do that, Andy. Also, I'm not sure if I believe that. Okay. Part of me, we only hear, obviously we only hear Andy's side of the story in the Netflix one. I hear he is in the Hulu one. Billy is. No, Billy Billy is in the Hulu one. one. Andy is not. So Andy, Andy says like, Billy you know, Billy's probably on not to defame anyone or make false accusations, but let's just say maybe it seems like Billy may have been on cocaine when he told Andy he had <laughs> to go get the Evian. Like, Please don't sue me, but I'm going to assume he was on cocaine. <laughs> I'm just saying, if if in fact Billy were on cocaine when he was asking Andy to do this, do you think he like? Do you think Andy was being Billy was being literal, or do you think he was being like weirdly homophobic? It was like, go suck a dick. Isn't that what you like homos do? No, like, I think it was I just don't know like how to interpret it. no. I just I think that it was literally like do whatever you gotta do to fix this to make but this do you happen. Think Billy if you have to, Andy to suck a dick, no. I just think he's like he was just like if you because Andy's to, like I'm gonna have to suck a dick. Like first to of Andy, all, it's the most earnest request. There's never been a more gravely <laughs> serious request in Andy's life, and he's like I'm gonna do some listerine. I'm gonna take a shower. The story is told very earnestly but it wouldn't surprise me if someone Billy was just like do whatever you gotta do to get this done like if you gotta go suck a dick you gotta suck a dick like set it as like this thing because that's like what bros say and Andy was like (laughs) you know like a Michael Douglas like Michael Douglas Wall Street dude you're gonna go out there and you're gonna suck a dick and and Andy's just like oh we haven't even gotten into like Ja Rule in this whole thing, like the the celebrity aspect of this, all of the influencers. I mean, I could talk about this shit forever. Ja, it's honestly I mean, 
fascinating. Okay, so the Netflix documentary was made by the people behind Fuck Jerry, which is the company, the social company, like influencer company, marketing company that was hired to Jerry make Media. Festa thing. So the, Jerry so Media. the Hulu Sorry, documentary Media. has a former a former employee of Jerry Media who gives kind of the sound bites that are like how much they helped in this. You know, the mm-hmm. when they all posted, mm-hmm. when they got the influencers to post that like tile, that orange tile that they were talking about, like yeah, yeah, all yeah. that. And then the Netflix one, because it's co-produced by Jerry Media and Vice and Vice, et cetera, they yeah. have more access. They have more footage. They have all the they footage so that much- those boys took and everything. And later you see you see Billy in, a, in footage being like, tape this, tape this. We need the footage, which and you're like, TBD what? on that. Like tape the dumbest possible footage to <laughs> To tape. <laughs> so that so the Netflix documentary is honestly extremely sus, but it does have, you know, it has, it has the receipts. Whatever. In a way. Yeah. But what I what what's interesting is that you have all these people on video being so stupid. Everyone involved is so stupid. Yeah, even cocaine the, is a wild drug. But even the Jerry Media people who are like, yeah, I'll help you make this documentary, and it's just like videos of them being completely inept. And stupid. Like when Well, I don't actually think it it shows the Jerry Media guys being inept. It shows it shows obviously everyone else being inept and Billy being a scammer and Jarl being a liar, whatever. But the Jerry Media guys come off good. They did their job. Yes, ethically they should have been like this I is think, fucked up. But like I think but, it's damning ethically and it's also damning where it it's It is like, damning I, ethically, but it's not damning in terms of like their ability. Sure, in terms of their ability, it's sort of like a weird marketing material. Yes. It's a marketing material for them. But what I will say is they, they're they not, to me, they didn't convincingly portray themselves as like ignorant or naive. Like I no. wasn't like, I in no way felt no. sympathetic for them for getting involved in this mess. No, I was and in the like, Hulu one, the guy is even more explicit about them being not innocent, about them yeah, knowing more yeah. or knowing as much as everyone else did. I mean, you have what was really funny is you have a lot of the employees that were working on that app being like, we didn't know what was going on. And it's like, did yeah. you not? Like, did you, you not? Did it? There's a lot of like, yeah. I didn't know. It, it seems like a lot of people trying to get ahead of something or just trying to to protect their own images. Yeah. Um. But, but that's why the really but that's why it's the interview the Billy interview and the Hulu one is so important because it really does like mm-hmm. all you want to do is like see him answer some questions and in yeah. Netflix you don't quite get that in Hulu yeah. he kind of you see his brain the way that his brain kind of works which is like insane because <laughs> he's a total sociopath <laughs> insane <laughs> um, so that's Andy Icon let's play that clip again and I got to his office fully prepared to suck his dick <laughs> next call hi Who Weekly. Carrie Hilson, what? What's going on with her? Is she around still? Does she, what, like, is she, is she live? Is she making music? I was listening to that song, um, oh, God, um, the Knock You Down, Sometimes Love Comes Around, and I was like, where is Carrie Hilson? She was pretty big for a while. Anyway, um, just... I was wondering if you uh, knew uh, where she is. Um, Okay, good point, Lothorn. Bye. Lindsay, where's Carrie Hilson? I mean, she's, like, doing stuff, but Carrie Hilson is, like, most famous for insulting Beyonce and then, like, never getting over that. People never let her live that down. I know how much you love... um, Pretty Girl Rock. Pretty Girl Rock. My name is Carrie. I'm so very... Such a good song. I would say she's most famous for The Way I Are, right? 
Sure. She's got to be. That's got to be her biggest sure. song. She She's had featured on it. really good features. She had a moment. She was riding high. She said some weird shit about Beyonce, like unnecessary and mean stuff. Like, and then immediately, immediately got off the charts. <laughs> Just did Disappears. Not. Like gets sent to the moon. <laughs> is gone. Never Kanye did a verse on the Pretty Girl Rock remix. It was a huge song. Mm-hmm. It went to like number one, I think, at least. We're going to get He also did a verse that. on, he did a verse on um, uh, Knock You Down, too. So where is Carrie Hilson now? She's on tour. She hasn't had an album, though, since like 2010. So no. she keeps being like, there's music, there's music. I think she went through some like rough depression stuff, which like obviously mm-hmm. if you're being bullied by like yes. thousands of Beyonce fans is like yes. could happen to you. She did. Well, and- she said... She uh-huh. said in an interview that, like, when she took a hiatus, she expected to be gone for a year. She was gone six. Yeah. Like, like just, taking care of herself took yeah. longer than she expected. And so, but she, but what my favorite thing about what she's been up to recently is that she was in a Lifetime movie in 2017, oh. last year, two years ago, oh my God, oh. called Love by the Tenth Date. You know who else was in this this uh, Lifetime? Let me I read do, you. But tell us all. Let me read you a synopsis. God, can I just read the whole thing? It's like, please insane. read the whole thing. It's so good. Gabby, Megan Good, Nell, Kelly Stewart, Billy, Carrie Hilson, and Margot, Kelly Rowland, (laughs) balance their dating adventures alongside their career aspirations, oh my god, ambitions, at an upscale digital magazine in Los Angeles, under the watchful eye of their editor, Maureen, played by Kat Dealey. Inspired by the site's relationship column to find the one, Gabby and Nell embark on their own journeys toward the elusive 10th date, the dating world's holy grail when it comes to commitment. Okay. Meanwhile, Billy finds herself at a major crossroads in her marriage, and Margot unsuccessfully tries to fight her growing attraction to a famously controversial reggae musician. She's signed to interview. As the ladies navigate the ups and downs of modern dating, romance, exes, and friendships, they learn what they really want out of life and love. Jeffrey Bowen Chapman and Brandon T. Jackson also star. I'm so proud of the algorithm that wrote that for for Lifetime. I mean, honestly, Megan Good, Carrie Hilson, and Kelly Rowland is like that's good. I don't know who Kelly Stewart is. No idea who Kelly Stewart is. (laughs) No idea. Not even gonna look her up. But Megan Good's like really funny. So like. You know. Yeah, and you know, Cat Dealey. How can you go wrong with Cat Dealey? How also, can you go wrong. Like hilarious how this is the same plot as every single rom com, and yet I'm googling how I can watch it immediately. Yeah. But anyways, this uh, it's great because Life and Style magazine did like a very similar like what happened to Carrie Elson article. They quoted <laughs> what she said about Beyonce, which was. Uh, wild and she just like really should not have said anything at all because whatever and then it says because it's a timeline it says 2018 Carrie says she's ready for a comeback for real this time (laughs) Carrie has been teasing a new album for over two years which is called L-I-A-R or love is a religion like liar we should all know by now if if Carrie Hilson has taught us anything if Tanache has taught us anything do not Talk about an album until it is ready to go. Do not tease it unless you know for sure it is coming out because your fans will treat you like shit. People will make fun of you forever. I know. As I'm thinking about really like, funny. as I'm like, Sky Fiera, where the fuck God. is your fucking album? Well, no, I, I was going to say like, there are so many people like Carrie who like kind of burst on the scene and they're like, they have amazing voices and they're beloved, but then they just like disappear because of like one misstep. It just takes one misstep or not even a misstep just because someone's not in your corner. It's Carrie. It's like Jesse J. It's like, Estelle it's like I mean it is like Sky Ferreira I don't know it's yeah it, there's a whole category of like specifically like female vocalists well like stuff happens so- you never know 
you like you get you get distracted and then like you're dropped and then it's really hard to get back on. Sky obviously is like her own sky journey, you know, like her own journey. Like where is Sky? God, sky is just... in the trailer for the new that new movie about death metal, co-starring Val Kilmer and you know, I mean it looks so good. It's just so fragile early on, you know? It like is. before you actually it land, is. it's just like so so delicate. It also could be but, for any um, reason, not because she was rude to Beyonce, but it certainly didn't it help. It could be. Um Exactly. And the beehive will will make it happen if they feel like it. Okay. Next call. So Jesse McCartney recently serenaded Doug the Pug with his hit Beautiful Soul. Which one is the who and which one is the them? Thanks. I refuse to answer this, but we will just play the clip here. I don't want another pretty face. I don't want just anyone. <laughs> he loves the song. I don't want my love to go to waste. I want you and your beautiful soul. You're the one I want to chase. You're the one I want to hold. I won't let another minute go to waste. I want you and your beautiful hug face. I kind of want to answer it. What do you, what do you want to say? I think they're both who's, and I think that's easy. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, let's you think the Doug clip. the Pug is a who? Yeah. Is he a who of, yeah. like, famous animals, though? He's a them of famous animals, but I think, you know, culture, culture-wide. You know what I cut from our last show? What? Boo, that Boo died. <laughs> you got it? I'll put it in the Patreon. Oh, I like, oh, Boo. R.I.P. Boo. Anyways. We're going to play a rapid-fire round of who and them, because this is what we do now. It's a lot of fun. It's become part of the show, and I'm really glad, because you guys are always calling in. There's always people to do this to, as you will tell. The possibilities are endless, so let's just get started. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. I have to know, is Neve from Catfish fame a who or a them? One, two, three. Who? Who? Yeah. Ugh, but catfish canceled. is them. Canceled. Catfish Who is them big. or canceled? Catfish is big, but like Neve. But I mean, like the Ooh. concept that he created is big. You know, like I his... know, but his name isn't. He's sure. catfish guy. Sure, he's he, catfish I think, guy. I think catfish he's guy. Catfish guy. Catfish guy. Hi, Who Weekly. Penn Badgley. Who or them? One, two, three. Them. Who? Oh, really? Oh, kind God. of. I was on the line. I was on the line. I mean, especially now because of you again. But not. But I just all. Oh, I just think that like. You know, Gossip Blake, girl Blake Lively and like all of them are just, I mean, she's obviously like the most A-list of all of them, but. You know what? He kind I of feel, is. I feel, I feel them vibes from him. It's like a trashy, it's like a trashy soapy show, but it's like, there's something vaguely prestige about it too. Like, you know, like. I mean, he's having a them moment, no matter whether he's yeah. a them or not. But like, let's say like he, I, but I think this pushed him over whatever line he may have been on. Hey guys, I'm watching an old episode of Jeopardy on YouTube, and the final Jeopardy question is about Calvin and Hobbes, and I thought it was really easy. Thankfully, everyone got it, but I was wondering, are Calvin and Hobbes who's or them? The fuck? What? One, two, three, them. them. Yeah. Name another cartoon. I, I can't. Mean, Garfield. Like Garfield. Calvin and Hobbes. Peanuts. Calvin and Hobbes. Pe- peanuts. Kathy. Oh, Kathy. Total them. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Bobby. Christine here from Brooklyn. Wondering, is Carmen Sandiego a who or a them? One, two, three, them. them. What do you, why is this on here? 
who's playing Carmen Sandiego in the new animated? It's oh, it's like, Gina it's Rodriguez. Like t- it's like TV. Yeah, it's, it's Gina Rodriguez. Yeah. But they're okay, doing good. animated and live action. Hi, Weekly. Long time, long time. Uh, official Canada correspondent. I'm calling because I need to ask if Shit's Creek is a who or a them. One, two, three. Who? Them? Who? Oh, it's really? Canadian. It's, <laughs> it's suddenly, everyone's talking about it suddenly. Um, but okay, fine. I'll give it. That. I will I'll say it it's that. got it's first. It's got like first wave popularity. It's like the the cool people are talking about. The Netflix insiders are talking about it. I mean, yeah. your yeah, new yeah, yeah, your new like podcast, it. like you would know. But like, oh, my new podcast. Listen to it. It's called, <laughs> uh, I'm obsessed with this. Find it where you can wherever you download podcasts. Well, what a pl- an amazing this plug. is not a Netflix ad. Okay, I was listening to Fresh Air today, and I was wondering: is Terry Gross a who or a them? Okay, congratulations to the wife. One, two, three. Them. Who? Them really? Come on! Like she is probably the themiest NPR person, other than Ira Glass. Than Ira Glass? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, I'll give Terry Gross. I'll give Terry Gross them. Are you okay? What's sorry, going on Josh in there? just came in the door. Josh just came in the door, in the middle of me saying, "I'll give Terry Gross them." What's that package? Is that for me? Yeah. Josh Give is me Terry up. Gross a who or a them? Ask him. I love Josh. Is Terry Gross a who or a them? know who you're talking about no josh get educated read a book he says it must be who josh says who no josh read a book package that was in the mail was the screenplay to a star is born it's just a screenplay to a star wait that's iconic like that's amazing that's a collector's item putting it in a shadow box okay hi who weekly um i'm just wondering is bonnie hunt a who or a them thanks bye one, two, three. Them. them. Iconic. I'm not even going to spend more time on this. Iconic. Okay, okay, Number okay, one, them. Okay, okay. Hey, Who Weekly. Uh, short time, short time. Uh, I just had a question. Is Elizabeth Olsen a who or a them? One, two, three. Who? That? <laughs> who? Who? No. I feel who? like just because you're in Marvel, maybe maybe a while ago Marvel met immediate them, but there are so many of them. No, I think it's who because she's not even the most famous, the third most famous. Yeah. She's the third most famous Olsen also. There's like a, exa- <laughs> and there's this weird hierarchy of, of, of Marvel characters now, and she's definitely second tier. She also just right? hasn't had like a breakout thing. Like she's really yeah. like she technically starred in that that neon movie that didn't really that like was people like. Oh, kind Ingrid of, goes west. But it didn't really like catch on. I hate that movie, but she's great in it. I know. Remember we like saw that movie together and we were like both like that oh sucked. My God, I hate it. Yeah, whatever. That so okay. Hi, Weekly. Uh, I have an important question. Um, is celery juice a who? Or them. Which reduces inflammation, by the way. Okay. Yeah, sure. One, two, three. Who? who? A huge who. Celery juice is like the bone broth trend where like yeah. everyone's talking about yeah. it for like two seconds. Then yeah. everyone's like, why am I doing this? What are you getting up early to again? fucking like juice a celery? Get out of here. You know who is? You know you? who is? You get one guess. You. It's not me. No, it's not me. I don't have a juicer. I would, believe me. Um, guess who's doing it? Eva Amari Martino. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> She's been juicing every single day I bet for she a has. month. Disgusting. Next Holy up, disgusting. speaking of green. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, long time, long time. Um, I am calling because I want to know is matcha a who or a them? One, two, three. Them. them. For sure. Totally. After being, in L- after being in LA, there's like 45,000 matcha stores per square mile. In Japan, like matcha's been to them for like forever. That's true. But here we got it as a trend and now it's officially yeah. like become kind of a thing. Like but almond it, milk. It solidified itself. What I'm saying is like celery juice is one of those trends that's not going to last. Matcha will. 
because matcha has like a history. Like people weren't making celery juice thousands of years ago. Like somewhere I else. love what we're about to end on. It's like celery juice, <sighs> matcha, and then this. And hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. I am debating with my boyfriend if Scott Foley is a who or a them. I think he's a who. One, two, three. Who? who? Literally yeah. earlier today, I th- I mixed him up with Scott from Scott Seventh Heaven Scott. Hold I on. mixed him up with Chris O'Donnell. I always forget who he is, but yeah, he's Felicity. I mixed him um, up with Scott from Seventh Disick. Heaven, who's played by someone whose name isn't even Scott, apparently. Fuck. Wait, the guy who was in Teaching Mrs. Tingle? No. Who was in Seventh Heaven? Um, I don't know. I don't think about Seven Heaven. No, that's Barry Jenkins. Barry Watkins. <laughs> Barry Jenkins versus Barry Watkins. No. You're thinking about Barry Jenkins. Oh, I'm thinking about Barry Watson for both. Me. I'm going to tweet at Barry Jenkins and say, I loved you in Seventh Heaven. Barry Watkins. Barry yeah. Watkins. He sort of looks like Scott Foley. We have to end this. Okay. Thank you again for listening to our show. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Buy tickets to our live show. It's today in San Francisco. Although I think it's probably sold out by now, but you should try anyway. Wow. What um, a flex. But you can still come to Denver. Fo- don't worry. If you can't, if you can't, fly. if you don't get a ticket to San Francisco, fly to Denver. It's not that yes. far. Please. Or go to go to Los Angeles tomorrow. Point is, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly. Call in 619-who-them. Ask about who's in thems. Ask about matcha tea. Ask about Carrie Hilson. We already answered matcha tea. Don't ask about it. (laughs) Sing to us. Remember the iconic, uh, my favorite song on Christina Christina Aguilera's iconic album, Lotus? Sing for me. Remember how obsessed I was with that song? Yeah. Lotus intro forever. (laughs) I love Lotus intro. Lotus is so good. Okay, stop. We make fun of Bionic, but Lotus is the actual good one. Okay, we're done. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the CW. Watch Roswell, New Mexico Tuesdays at 9, 8 central or anytime on the free CW app.